The following program is listener-supported through Consider His Word Ministries. Consider His Word. Consider His Word. Consider His Word. From the heart of the Florida Everglades, this is the Consider His Word radio program. Today we want to encourage you to consider what God says in His Word, the Bible. I'm Pastor Arlen Payne inviting you to join us as we open the Scripture together and consider His Word. Welcome to Consider His Word. Today we're going to be in Isaiah chapter 46. Again, Isaiah chapter 46. If you have a Bible around, I'd encourage you to go and grab it. Look at it with us together as we consider His Word today. Over the coming weeks, we're going to be doing a series on Bible prophecy. and I'm excited about doing it. I'm looking forward to looking through the Scripture and seeing what God says about Bible prophecy. Things to come. And I hope you'll join us all through this series. Now remember, you can go to the website at considerhisword.org, and there you can hear all of the messages in this series. We have been talking about Christ in Bible prophecy. You can go back and hear those messages. Today is kind of an introduction to Bible prophecy. How do we understand Bible prophecy? What does it say to us? What is God saying to us? And what's out there for us in the future? God reveals many things to us. He doesn't tell us everything, but he reveals many, many things. And what we can expect to come, as he said, things to come. So go to the website, check out those messages. While you're there, click on the link that says, contact us. We'd love to hear from you and where you're hearing this broadcast today. If you'll send us a note, either through the website or uh, i give you a couple other ways you can contact us here in a minute. We'll send you one of our little prayer journals. This is just a little prayer journal. It'll fit in a shirt pocket, fit in a purse easily. I take mine with me to prayer meeting and write down prayer requests and kind of keep a record of those prayer requests as I pray for them. So write to us. You can do it through the website. Again, considerhisword.org. You can send us a note uh, just directly by email at considerhiswordradio.org at gmail.com. Again, consider his word radio at gmail.com. Or most simply, just write to us. And so you can send us a note, a letter, to Consider His Word Ministries, 30290 Josie Billy Highway, Box 40, Clewiston, Florida, 33440. Let me give that to you one more time. Consider His Word Ministries, 30290 Josie Billy Highway, Box 40, Clewiston, Florida, 33440. We look forward to hearing from you. In Isaiah chapter 46, I'm going to start reading at verse 5. And really, from verse 5, I'm going to read all of the rest of the chapter. It's really only eight verses. But it is kind of a long passage of scripture to read, but I want to read all of it because I want to kind of put this into a little bit of a context. I want you to notice how God says, listen to me, hearken to me, he says several times. So verse 5, he begins saying, to whom will you liken me and make me equal and compare me that we may be like? 
They lavish gold out of a bag and weigh silver in the balance and hire a goldsmith and he maketh it a god. They fall down, yea, they worship. They bear him upon the shoulder, they carry him and cast him in his place and he standeth. From his place shall he not remove. Yea, one shall cry unto him, yet he cannot answer, nor save him out of his trouble. Remember this. And show yourselves, men, bring it again to mine, O ye transgressors. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Calling a ravenous bird from the east, the man that executed my counsel from a far country. Yea, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. Hearken unto me, ye that stout-hearted, that are far from righteousness. I bring near my righteousness. It shall not be far off, and my salvation shall not tarry. And I will place salvation in Zion for Israel, my glory. During the time of Isaiah, and God dealt with this many times in Scripture as you read the Old Testament, the people were making all kinds of gods. Now, they knew the Lord. And I, to me, the most tragic thing is when they would make gods and attribute to those gods things that the Lord God had done. You know, this began with the idolatry, and I think even perhaps even before this, but it was really a problem when, remember, Moses went up on Mount Sinai. There God gave him the Ten Commandments, and Moses had been up there for a while, and the people began to get worried. And so they uh, put their, took off their earrings and their jewelry and threw them in a fire, melted them down, and made a golden calf. And they worshipped that golden calf. They even attributed to that golden calf that, that it had brought them out of Egypt. Now, they had done this many times, and they would make these gods. And the Bible speaks of many of them, and really, all of these gods are kind of a study in themselves. And I think it's kind of a waste of time to study much about them. We ought to be studying about the, the Creator, the Lord God of heaven. And so he's reminding them. And he's saying, who will you liken me? How will you fashion me? How will you form me? And they cannot do it. You cannot put God in some kind of a form. When Jesus came, he was God in the form of man. But yet we cannot make statues or icons or anything that would make God for us to worship. In fact, one of the first commandments is that we should not worship any other gods but him. Thou shalt have no other gods before me, he said. And yet, this is what they're doing here in Isaiah. They're making gods out of gold and silver. And God is saying you can cry out to him, but he's not going to answer. You're not going to hear anything from him. He said that when God says something, when he speaks his word, He's going to be true to his word. And here especially is what I want you to see today about Bible prophecy. In verse 10, let me back up to verse 9. He said, Remember the former things of old, 
for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. There is no God like our God, no God who created heavens and earth, no God who loves you like he loves you, no God who sent his son to die for you on Calvary's cross so that you could be saved and have salvation, be able to be set free from your sin and live unto him, live unto righteousness. And so he says, there's nobody like me, no other God like me, declaring, he said, the end from the beginning. He's going to tell you the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. God has revealed to us things to come. He did it all through the Old Testament, especially you read the book of Daniel when it begins to talk about the Messiah that is yet to come. And when we speak of Bible prophecy, we're talking about things that will happen in the future that God has revealed to us. For years, God had told Israel how he would send a Savior and how these things would come to an end. You know, we read the Bible prophecy and many of them, many of them are about the birth of Christ. He told where Christ would be born. He told them when he would be born. He told them that he would be born. He told them later that he would be killed, that he would be cut off. They tell us that there are over 350 prophecies in the Old Testament that were fulfilled by Jesus. And those are great studies. And I love to go back and read those where God had said them in the Old Testament and see where they were fulfilled in the New Testament. Now, God is sure to his word. And when we study Bible prophecy, you know, it, it, it can be an exciting study to know things to come. And we're going to get into some of those things, into the rapture and the tribulation, into the new Jerusalem and how the whole Bible itself comes to an end at the end of Revelation and what it says to us. God revealed all of these things to us. He said, declaring the end from the beginning, that he would show us these things, that he would show us things yet to come. And, and you know, many of the prophets, when they talked about them, especially when we read what John said in the book of Revelation, I, I'm sure that he struggled in trying to describe some of those things to us. But I want you to notice this, and this is the, the surety that we can depend on God's word. Now, I'll say this. Just as much as God fulfilled all of those prophecies in the Old Testament that we have seen fulfilled, the prophecies yet to come, we know he will fulfill because he is faithful. And we can depend on those, and we can trust on those. He said, again, in verse 10, he said, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. We get to the end of verse 11. He says, Yea, I have spoken it. I will bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. God had a purpose, and that purpose was to save us from our sin, to send us a Savior, to bring us into glory with Christ. And as we were studying before, there are two main 
prophecies we read about in Scripture. They either point to his coming or they point to the end times and particularly to the glory of Christ when we'll be in heaven with him. And so he gave us that salvation when he says in verse 13, I bring near my righteousness. He's telling us that he is bringing to us his salvation. To be born again means that we have the righteousness of Christ in us, that we are right with God, that we are right before God. And he said, it's not far off, and he's not going to wait. Salvation is now. And I would encourage you, if you've never been saved, today is the day you must trust Christ. The Bible says, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And so I would ask you this, as we read this Bible prophecy, you know, one of two things is going to happen. Either it will excite you or it will scare you. If you're a believer, it's all good. We have a great outcome. But if you're not saved, oh, it's bad. It's really bad. And I would hope that you would come to trust Christ today as your Savior. You know, I've heard it said that for those who are saved, this world is the worst it gets. But if you're not saved, this world is the best it gets. God has a world that's greater for us. This world is not my home, the song says. I'm just passing through. Do you know Christ is your Savior? As we study these Bible prophecies, I hope you'll be encouraged and excited and that you'll be drawn closer to the Lord. Our time is gone. Join us next week as we open the Scripture and consider His Word. Thanks for listening today. Like us on Facebook and visit our website at considerhisword.org. This is Pastor Arlen Payne saying, till next time, God bless you as you consider His Word. The preceding program was listener-supported through Consider His Word Ministries.